Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. It is August 17th. Audio output. <sighs> WWE Raw, Denise. Say hi. It's it Denise was, Salcedo. It was a long night, honestly. A really long night. I thought, you know, I felt like there was more hype going into tonight's show, so I was expecting a little bit more. Maybe I read the signs wrong, though. I think I read them wrong. Yeah, right out of the right out of the gate. Leave a super chat if you're watching live on youtube.com slash fightful. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Oh my you, god. I'm I'm exhausted. Really after today's raw. Yeah, I'm never this exhausted after a raw as I play with my window. Like I'm all out of sorts here. <laughs> But yeah, leave a super chat. We'll read your question or statement on the air. Leave a thumbs up. I've got a ton of interviews that dropped this past week. FTR, Tomatonga, uh, Jeff Cobb. Go check them all out. They're all very good. Uh, if we're not in our subscription, your subscription uh, page on YouTube, go complain at Team YouTube. They won't do anything, but at least they'll know that you're complaining. <laughs> leave a <laughs> thumbs up. Subscribe. All that. We've just got so much content. Just go to Fightful. Okay. It will save me a lot of time. <laughs> Let's get so into you this. Want, you want to know something sad? I'm what? about to break the fourth wall here, but no lie. I had no idea we were alive when your microphone wasn't working. Oh, yeah. I was just like, ah, let's go. Like, what's happening? And I didn't want to say, like, are we live right now? Because I didn't, like, want to, like, sound dumb. But now that afterwards, I figured might as well let the people know. I was very confused. Well, the good thing for you is uh, you wouldn't have sounded dumb because they wouldn't have heard you at all. So. Oh, okay. Uh, No shocker. The one person who comes and bitches about every single thing we say in our chat liked Raw tonight. Big shocker there. But Planet Dan says zero out of ten. This whole show was confusing booking. It sure was. I'm going to rant quite a bit. Anakin JMT says, Denise, thank you for being the subject of my most popular tweet ever. How does it know, or how does it feel knowing that almost 16,000 people have seen you call for the hammer? So I saw that you tweeted that, and I was like, oh, no, 
people are gonna see this. I'm the person that I just hope, oh, I hope no one saw this because I was so embarrassed about this. And so when I saw how popular it was getting, I couldn't believe it. The last time I checked, it was at over 14,000 views. And I was like, sheesh, yeah. like I cannot believe it. So, but it ended up kind of working out and I got a new nickname out of it. So thank you so much for putting it out there. And people ended up loving it. And honestly, when you told me like, Denise, do you have anything to add last week? I panicked, like I went into panic mode, like no lie, that line came out of pure panic. Ah, I love it, I love it. And that number like doesn't even include the, gosh, I think it was, I think it was 10, 15,000 people that downloaded the show last week too. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, God. Our boy I'm throw, terrified. Our boy Throwback 27 says, have a good or a wicked show, guys, gonna listen in the morning on the way to work. Once I heard WWE talk about the Thunderdome, I wanted to laugh and say pa the Polly Shore line from Biodome. I guess some things you can laugh about. Let's talk about Thunderdome a little bit. Like, first off, I just want to say, like the concept, excited for the concept. Why not try it? Weird to me that they named it something that has been used already so many different times. I mean, not only that, but Thunderdome is na like there's terrible wrestling moments associated with the name Thunderdome. But like Mad Max and all that stuff. Why why not come up with something new, Denise? I like the name. I actually thought it sounded pretty awesome. When I was reading the press release, I legit felt very excited about this. I was reading all the fine details of what this Thunderdome was gonna include, and I was just like, man, this sounds really awesome. So I'm really looking forward to it because I've seen what other sports people have been doing. I don't like the fact that uh, I think MLB was doing the CGI fans, right? Yes. I didn't like that because I was like, those people aren't even reacting to what we're seeing in real life. So I wasn't a fan of that. I have been a fan of the cutouts that they've been doing as well. I think that's a pretty cool concept. So to sort of see how this is going to work out for, for WWE, I think is going to be pretty awesome. And I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to it like it's bringing in that hype that uh that even though I felt raw had some hype today going into it I hope that it doesn't fall short of my expectations for this Friday night smackdown they say they're gonna have drone setups Kevin Dunn did an interview which is more like a press release with Sports Illustrated but he doesn't talk a lot uh to media they mentioned drones and hey as long as they don't wreck the drone into like Drew McIntyre's head trying to get like a zoom shot I think it'll be really good like Drones have revolutionized television production. I mean, that's something that Eric Bischoff even talks about. He was like, yeah, we used to have to rent helicopters for shots, and now you can get a drone for 400 bucks instead of $50,000 for a night. So I'm very excited for it. I, I love the NBA's presentation with the virtual fans and all that. I, I think that that's pretty cool, and I'm very excited for it. Uh, pass it to DJ. says, didn't catch Rob because I was watching Mavericks Clippers but excited to listen to the show. Denise, have anything to add on the Thunderdome point? Yeah, so there was one more thing. So you mentioned the drone, the drones, right? So I was thinking about like shows like The Voice. They use the drones, and I mean, they capture like everything. So I feel that that WWE is usually pretty good at this stuff when it comes to really, you know, really putting like full forward, like full force their production. Their production is always on point. You never see any flaws with the production. So because of that, I know that they're going to knock it out of the park with this Thunderdome. So that's why I'm like positively excited about it. So, um, so yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about it. Yeah. This, this concept is something that I feel like WWE can excel at. It's just, uh, 
if you hopefully get new eyes on your show because of this, hopefully you don't drive them away with all the other crappy aspects of production, too. Like, there there will be people that tune into SummerSlam and be like, why are they doing this with the cameras? Why can't they just do something normal? Uh, pass it to DJ says, my Sour Grap shirt and Dong Lord shirt should be coming in soon. Thanks for all you do, Fightful. Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, Colt says, will NXT be at Thunderdome? They never said. No, they never said. And if I'm on, if Triple H does a media call this week, I will ask him. But we don't have any answers uh, about that. Well, I think in the schedule that they provided, I think on there it said full sale for the location on the schedule, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember the exact details on that, but I, I think it's definitely not going to be part of it. Yeah, that's the, and to me, if, if I'm WWE, I get NXT there too because that dark, dimly lit, depressing area that NXT is in, Man, it just, it makes me want to change the channel all the time. It's just so, ugh. But don't they have a deal or something with them? That yeah, but, they're supposed to do their shows out of there? Yeah, but I get the feeling that if, if WDB was like, hey, listen, we're going to do something else for a little while because of COVID, Full Sail would probably be like, yeah, cool, knock yourselves out, guys. That's just me kind of spitballing in that regard, but, uh... Yeah, I don't think it would be that much of an issue, but that's that's me speaking from an outsider, not really uh, knowing. Uh, Roger Acevedo says, subscribe to Fightful Select recently, and I love it. Hashtag FTF. Yes, uh, by the way, guys, literally spam everything WrestleTalk does with FTF. Uh, if you're watching their live show on Sunday, Super Chat FTF. We are trying to get FTF to be the, the slogan for WrestleTalk. That way, Fightful's presence is even more pronounced. Y'all can actually uh, check out Denise on their Friday show as well. But thank you for the subscription to Fightful Select. Got breaking news coming up there every day this week. How about that? Uh, August 3 says, (laughs) this three-hour Raw was a great 15-minute show. Oh, man. I'm sure this is one of the Raws where you can just watch the highlights, I think. And you'll be all caught up. And I'm thinking, what highlights? The tag match, maybe that's it. Evan, right. <laughs> All right. So never mind. You don't get any highlights either. Read yeah. a couple of tweets. That's it. Yeah. Evan Wright says, I'm literally exhausted. I have no idea why I care about this stuff. Ali's booking is driving me insane and retribution needs to go away. Hashtag FTF. Let's get right into it. Dude, I have a fun fact about Ali, and I'm sure you know this. I feel like we've talked about it, but I have to mention it again. I did an interview with him over a year ago, over a year ago. And Sean, you know when you go into your page on YouTube and you see your top videos? Yeah. I kid you not, that Ali video has been top three on all my videos consistently for about a year now. And I cannot believe how many fans he has and how many people love him. Like there is just so, so much potential there. It's untapped, really. Hikaru Shida eating a Reese's cup has been in top three of ours nonstop. It's got a hundred. It's got a hundred and twenty-five thousand views. What is it? A Reese's cup? Just her eating a Reese's cup for the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty wild. But Drew McIntyre is out, and he is disgusted by Randy Orton for what he did to Ric Flair last week. And he says he's not a feeble old man. He's the Scottish psychopath. 
But that is not the story of this. The story of this is we getting glitchy, and I just thought it was Kevin Dunn going a little bit crazy in the in the truck for a little bit. But then, like, camera cuts, angles, graphics. There's, like, an angle from the commentary booth, which I thought was good because you know you're not supposed to see that because you never see that angle. And it's retribution in the truck just tearing stuff up. They hold a man at, at crowbar point and makes him go to commercial. But here's the thing. They held a guy at crowbar point to go to commercial. Then they left. They were like, our work here is done. We got a commercial in the first 10 minutes. Man, these sons of bitches, Denise. They got us good. How much heat would I get if I just said that I'm starting to like Retribution only because they're really funny? Come on, they've been bringing some good moments. At this point, it's just like I am looking for something outrageous, something that's going to capture my attention and make (sighs) me laugh, even if I think it's outlandish. At this point, that's where I'm at with Retribution. I'm not taking it seriously. So this is just me enjoying what nonsense is being brought to the table. So I might be the only one, but whatever. Like, here's the thing. At least they're not cheering like little kids anymore. I appreciate that. I, I mean, I really appreciate that. But they come back. We come back and we see Drew and some of the baby faces hanging out together. Uh, Tazawa and Riddick Moss are there too. And Rollins shows up and takes exception to Drew being a leader. Cedric and Ricochet both say Ray is going to be around later. We'll get there. Uh, a great amount of time tonight was spent on the Hurt Business and Apollo Crews. And this was some of the most pointless WWE booking that I have ever seen in my entire life. This was exhausting. And, and it didn't make sense at exactly. all. I think MVP was like, if we knew where where uh, where retribution was at, we would do something about it. And I was like, we just saw them in the production truck. Wouldn't you think go to the production truck or around that area and you might come across retribution? I did think that was a little bit, come on, like, let's put something together here. Oh, my God. Like, I don't even know where to unravel all this stuff with Apollo Crews. They should not have had him lose last week to Shelton Benjamin, especially when you're going to pin Shelton Benjamin three times this week. He loses to Apollo Crews. He loses to uh, Cedric, maybe, I think. And then he got pinned again by Crews. So let's start with the promo. We have like a single wide shot for the Hurt Business for the start of the promo. Now, I get why they did this, because they wanted to to play it up like, oh, well, the camera team is getting their bearings back. I'm just sitting there like, no, this was simpler. I didn't like the the super wide shot without close in on them. But I'm like, man, this is far less nauseating. But he's like accusing retribution of costing him the title and says that MVP was trying to use distractions last week, and I'm just like, ugh, this isn't good. They're all so much better than this, Denise. Yeah, I think they were going a certain direction with Hurt Business. We're like, oh, these are the tough guys in the locker room. Like, these are the ones, these are the guys that are going to set you straight. And today, they kind of just look 
dumb because, like I said earlier, they're looking for retribution, but we just saw where retribution was at. So it's like, come on, if you're going to play the role of tough guys, then go out there and look for them and don't just be there complaining about what they've been doing. So it's little things like that where it's like, all right, if you're going to go this direction, follow through with it. 50-50 booking is one of my least favorite things. And there's that Triple H quote. Uh, people who say 50-50 booking doesn't work, how's your territory doing? Well, <laughs> there's a company that's sitting in Jacksonville right now that's beating his territory, his NXT territory, every single week by not doing that. And we got it here tonight. We got Apollo Crews pinning Shelton Benjamin after he lost last week. Uh, I will say the promo at the end was at least good. MVP will say it's back to catering for Apollo when he loses the title, and Cruz says that he knows that's true, that if he loses the title, he's probably heading back to catering. But since he won, Lashley and Shelton are banned from ringside Sunday. I think I should have known at this point because, you know, first we started off raw. We have some stuff going on with retribution. We have the glitching in the intro and all of that. I'm thinking, okay, this raw may be different. But I think at this point when we saw Shelton Apollo Crews, I should have known that it was going to kind of go downhill from there because at that point, I kind of felt like the momentum shifted for the show where it was like, okay, we've seen this already. I want to see something different. And this brought nothing new to the table. Like if you're going to do it again, okay, but maybe bring something new to it. And it just, it didn't. So this is, I think where the show began to shift in the downward direction. Oh boy. Did it ever. Um, there was a hideous DDT out of a toss power bomb counter, but R-Truth and Tozawa ran run through the ring, and that led to a distraction win for Cruz. Why does he need to win via distraction? He doesn't. He doesn't. Hurt Business he, attack he him, and then we get another match later that night. Yeah, that's been the thing, right? It starts off one way, then it becomes a tag, then it becomes a six-man, then it becomes whatever else. Then it becomes a match at the pay-per-view. When they left the ring, I was like, hell yeah, they're just leaving the ring. We're not going to get a tag team match. But no, we get it later on. And we're about to get to that. We're going to go ahead and get through all that shit in one fell swoop. But we can't without talking about this 24-7 title stuff. So apparently... When you win the 24-7 title, you have no stamina. None whatsoever. Because <laughs> right after this match, like, I think Cedric won it. I, I kept 1,500 words of notes. And I still can't keep track of all this shit. Uh, Shelton catches our truth with a boot and pins him. That's what happened. Okay, yes. cool. Cool. Cedric won a non-remarkable match, and then that moment was immediately taken away, and Shelton is back oh, with the belt. Oh, no, no, no. This is the first time Shelton won it that night. Oh, God. Cedric- then you know what? <laughs> My notes are wrong. But, well, because it's right. such a friggin' That's mess. It. It's such a goddamn mess. It's so frustrating. Cedric is the one. He's the odd man out after Cedric, Ricochet, Ali help uh, Apollo. Apollo picks Cedric because he's not feeling so great. So what does Alexander do? After the elimination match, which we're about to talk about, he rolls up Shelton, actually during it, and Shelton loses. (laughs) So then Cedric's like, well, you know what? I'm feeling so good. I'm going to wrestle Tozawa. And it's quick. Tozawa hits a good kick, misses a senton. Cedric wins with his signature moves. 
Okay, sure. So you're in this division. You can only last two minutes. Whatever. <sighs> Shelton pops out of nowhere, hits pay dirt, wins it back. Okay. Now I get it. It's the 24-7 championship. But if you're going to do it, make it fun. This was not fun. This was exhausting, Denise. Yeah, I think it's been that way. But it's just kind of one of those things, once again, where if you see somebody lose so fast in a two-minute match and then a few weeks down the line, they want to build that person, make that person seem important. It just doesn't connect. Why? Because a few weeks back, you saw this person lose in a two-minute match or get about, lose about, etc. So it's just... It's becoming that point where you know it's just the filler of the show. Therefore, you have zero interest in the guys participating and zero interest in the storyline whatsoever. Because if someone becomes 24-7 champion, at this point, you know it's a quick pop. Move it on till you get that next quick pop, and that's it. The only person out of this whole thing that ended up looking okay was Bobby Lashley because he didn't need a pin. In this segment... Uh, by the way, I- I'm going to run through some super chats. Ryan Walden says, The Hurt Business needs a manager. Mark Henry. They got one. MVP. He's just so good at it. They're like, hey, you got to wrestle now, too. Woof. Injection says, Sean uh, Shelton got pinned by Truth, Cedric, and Apollo twice. Uh, he didn't get pinned by Truth. Uh, <laughs> August 3 says, Best heel in the business? WWE Creative. That's, that is the truth. That is the truth. Uh, Evan Wright says, Kevin Dunn with drone cameras is going to be real bad. It's going to be like those little kids playing the little remote control yeah. cars, having the dome. time of a life. Or I, I want a drone, drone so bad, but I just know I'll wreck it. So let's go ahead and get into the, the, <laughs> the six-man tag, because this is going to lead to another rant, and it's so frustrating, because it's an elimination match, and Lashley's the only one that survives. Ali gets beat almost, I don't want to say immediately, like three minutes in. Ricochet gets beat right after him. Then right after that, Shelton gets pinned. Then a couple minutes after that, MVP gets pinned. I don't know why they think it looks so good when people, it's like, loser, 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 loser. Because here's what happened, Denise. We had a chain of of matches. Lashley didn't get pinned. Ali did. Ricochet did. Cedric did. Shelton did. Akira Tozawa did. I think our truth did at one point. I can't even remember. Apollo. I think I said Apollo. I've forgotten him so many times. Everybody got beat. There were like 14 different people on this show who took pins or submissions. That sucks. And we haven't even gotten into the women and how all of that went down tonight. That you're, You've just mentioned the men so far. I mean, there was a whole other upset with that. Um, but, yeah. I mean, for this six-man, I did think that uh, Apollo did have some good moments, especially towards the end of the match where I thought he looked fine. Uh, but it's just getting to that point where I think Apollo really needs some wins. He's just – he's not looking like a capable champion. It's just not – it's not clicking. I mean, Lashley looks phenomenal. He is doing great. He's like the only one, like you just said, that is actually looking strong and is actually looking like he's ready to wreck havoc or something. But other than that, it just fell flat. And I mean, guys like Ricochet and Ali are guys that I would like to see, you know, do something more. It was so annoying, so frustrating, so disappointing. It sucks. The booking sucks. 
Uh, let's get into some super chats. Leave one if you're watching live at youtube.com slash fightful. Also remember, subscribe to youtube.com slash fightful MMA. Shaquille Missouri is taking over. He's got a lot of great videos, a lot of great interviews up there. EA UFC 4 content. We got UFC 252 content, lots of interviews. Check it out. Leonza Duncan says, Denise, what age and what made you a wrestling fan? I'll ask you to give the abbreviated answer because I know there's a good video on the Wrestle Talk Clips page that, that kind of goes into detail on this. I was like eight, nine years old. My uncle got me into wrestling. I would record shows for him when he went to work, and I ended up watching. He ended up taking me to the shows, and that's how I became a fan, and I just kind of kept going my whole life. Evan Wright says that he watched your, your Ali interview the other day, Denise. He's a good interview. He's a good dude. He's so awesome, and I, if I could interview him again, but more in terms of a long-depth interview, because a lot of these red carpet interviews, they're like two, three minutes. That's yeah. all you get. I would like to chat with him, obviously, more in-depth someday. Yeah, the, the benefit of the red carpet and the junket thing is you get so many people, but you've only got a couple minutes, so like you can't warm them up, and then by the time you've warmed them up, bam, time to move on. Yeah, it's just go, 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 go. That bad one, Ryan B. Bad, says NHL has been doing something interesting with their fans where their goal is like a Zoom call of a bunch of fans celebrating. Maybe do something like that. Just not sure how to do it good. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen their thing yet, but I'll, I'll leave it to judgment because apparently they're putting video boards on seats instead of just video boards. So I'm open to seeing what WWE tries. Uh, yeah, I am too. I was looking to see when the website would start adding some more information because I thought it was tonight. It was but supposed to be. The, the last time I checked right before we went live and there was still nothing yet. So I don't know about now, but I'm curious to see like what the process is. Yeah. Nautilus Digital says, if you think they aren't going to start the show on Friday to ACDC Thunderstruck, you're out of your mind. Are you familiar with that song, Denise? I used to be an ACDC fan when I went during my rocker phase in high school. I had that rocker girl hot topic Man. phase. So I was a fan at, at some point in my life, but it phased out. Well, that's an anthem here in Kentucky. My God, every party, every middle high school dance you've ever been to. Really? Man. Hannah Moore says, my name is Doug Dimmodome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimmodome. That's all I can think of. What? Oh, is that from uh, is that from Fairly Odd Parents? I, I don't know. It... I thought it was a tongue twister. No, I think it's from Fairly Odd Parents. I think I've seen that before. Anakin says, "I hope we see the weekend at Bernie's guy again in the crowd for WWE." Hey, as long as it's as it's good, I don't give a damn who they they drag out there and put on that thing. <laughs> Rafael Garcia says, "I smell a new Fightful T-shirt. Bring on the hammer." That's a that's a Denise one, but do you have a pro wrestling tea store? I do. I have one shirt. A few people have bought it. I have, so, I don't promote it as much. I should promote it more, but you know. Somebody cook her up a design for Bring On the Hammer. Man, I still can't believe it. And it's funny because my last Halloween costume, I was Triple H, remember, and my fiance was a sledgehammer. So ah. I should have known since then that I had a thing for the hammers. <laughs> It's going to be funny when he shows up in costume and he says, here I am. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, God. <laughs> and if you want to bring the hammer, but you want to come in the form of a sledgehammer, but personally, I don't care how you come, guys. I just get you the boner, 
with BlueChew.com code Fightful. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they work a lot better. May, like, like we said, you want that sustained push. You, you want... Listen, all those other guys, you want to bury them. And you know when you're bringing the sledgehammer, you're going to be the king of kings with that rock-hard penis. Thanks to BlueChew.com and that code Fightful. It's a chewable, so it gets into your system a lot faster. It's ready whenever you are or when you're not. And you don't have to have a problem to have Blue Chew or to use Blue Chew. It's for that confidence. It's for that performance. <laughs> and you don't have to wait in line at the doctor or the pharmacy because Blue Chew works with affiliated physicians to get you the active ingredient that you need. And like I've said time and time again, you don't need to be going to the pharmacy or the doctor's office if you can avoid it. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. And I just want to say thank you to our postal workers. You, you all know I love the mailman that fucks. I'm all about him. You all... Get out there. Spread the word. Support the mailmen. Especially the ones that fuck. Especially the ones that not only are bringing you a rock hard penis, but are probably sporting one of their own. Not on the clock, I'm sure. But still. Use that code FIGHTFUL. Get your first shipment free. You just pay $5 shipping. We got to pay the mailman, especially in these tough times. Code Fightful. Hit them up at Blue Chew. Let them know you heard about them from us. Pass it to DJ. Said, how did Sean get the Fairly Odd Parents reference and not Denise? Uh, I have a niece and nephew who are about, I think they're about 15, 16 right now. So they used to watch that when they were younger. Yeah, I watch Fairly Odd Parents. I just I'm not a don't don't didn't see every episode though, so I just didn't remember. Anakin says, Denise, if you make a hammer t shirt, I will buy it. We ain't falling for that. Because one day when Jimmy said, Oh, if twenty of you commit to buying a Dong Lord shirt, I'll make one. Then he made one and like sales have been slowed to a crawl. You all talk all that yeah. you all talk all that big game, but you can't back it up. Can't back it up. That's true. I want to get rid of the the shirts I have now. <laughs> I, I think I still have one active, but I think the only shirts I have on mine are like Crack and Fight Team and maybe a Catches Catch Can Wrestling shirt. Jonathan Hedman says, Hi guys, Raw was a show. It hurts trying to make sense of it. Titan Dome would have been a good 80s name. I've seen some major activity at the arena. Titan Dome makes so much sense, Titan Sports. No, I still like Thunderdome better. I'm oh. sorry. I'm all about... Uh, I like the idea of Thunderdome. Titan, I think it sounds cool. Titan Tron? Titan Towers? Titan Dome? Yeah, still, no, oh. I like Thunderdome. Thunderdome. I welcome, can't be the only welcome one. Welcome to Thunderdome. Man. But you don't say it like that. You have to yeah. say it a lot better, like Thunderdome and like, it's, I don't know, better. It's so cliche, and I know you don't know anything about the 80s, but it's so cliche. I don't care. It sounds good. This is this is one step beyond great balls of fire. One step beyond that. Was that was bad. That was yeah. bad. I can't defend that one. I'm out. Anakin JMT says, any idea how they'll handle fans Skyped in for main events since that's taped? I think they'll figure out something else, or they'll just figure out a different way to produce content for that show. <sighs> okay, so 
it is very frustrating to see how inconsistently the Viking Raiders are presented. Now, here's the thing. I don't think you have to be serious all the time. But they make Ivar look so, so stupid. I'm trying to curse less on the air. (laughs) Trying to use less F words. He approaches this girl from, I think Demi Burnett is her name. As she's talking to Angel Garza. And gives her a turkey leg. Girls like food, Sean. We like to eat. Girls just want to eat. Yeah, but somebody ain't, ain't coming up and giving you just a turkey leg. like No, but they should, hey, okay? They should. I wouldn't trust it. I would. Food is food. I'll eat it. You'll If, if one of our viewers walks up to you with a turkey leg, you'll eat it? Well, you know what? Because you if shouldn't. You have- well, you know what? If 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 not during COVID, definitely not. If it's wrapped up, maybe yes. I, I don't know. Okay, you put me in a tough spot there. The point is, I I thought it was nice of him to do that to, for her. I hope I hope you don't just randomly like when dudes on the street are like, "Hey, you want a drink of this Sprite?" That you're like, "Yeah." Okay, but it's in a different space. She's in a work setting. She's, you know, you have to think about the setting and where you're at. Okay, this isn't just like you're on Hollywood Boulevard and some guy wants to lick your face, by the way. True story. But, But yeah. Her experience there thus far is having dong thrown at her from every direction. She looks happy. She's having a great time. Can't you tell? She's just hanging out, watching a match being flirted with. Come on. She's having a great time. I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with her flirting or anything. I'm just saying. A turkey leg, I get it. He's a Viking. He's got a turkey leg. But still, how long has he been walking around with that turkey leg? Because I get the feeling they didn't cater those. That, like, that's the type of thing you get at the Renaissance Fair once a year. You don't just... WWE doesn't just bring that in. (laughs) Which, to be fair, they did have a barbecue truck out in front of Full Sail. So, I don't know. But they ain't bringing that barbecue truck there. You know what? I thought it was romantic, so good for Ivar. Mm. Hannah Moore says that girl needs acting lessons. Yikes. Um, yeah. Abhinav Tiramula says top five AEW finishers, top five themes in AEW. Hey, no offense. You got to think of something else. We don't do the top five thing on our Super Chats. That takes way too long. I know I don't establish that a lot, but uh, we'll go with one finisher and one theme in AEW, I'm going Hangman Page for the theme. Damn, you stole mine. I, I was going to say that one. If Lil Nas X threw some lyrics over that thing. It's going to chart. It will chart. But hey, you can pick Hangman Page too. Well, I actually, uh, since you stole my my pick, I'm going to go with Cody's song. I do like his. What about Finisher? <sighs> let me think. I, let me think. What do I really like? You can go first. I'm thinking here. I'm still trying to think. I mean, the easy one for me is One Winged Angel. I mean, that's that's such a great move. I love it. And it looks movie. astonishing each and every single yeah. time. Every, that's not a bad one. Every single time. Yeah. Uh, I would yeah. do a move uh, that was very similar to Hangman Page's, uh, not his not his Buckshot Lariat. I couldn't do that. But the one he does where he drops to his knee. The Last Rites, I think it is, or maybe the Dead Eye. So I, I like that a little bit. Uh, also, love the angel's wings, but I, I gotta go with uh, gotta go with the one winged angel. I think that's the right call. Terry Allen Jr. says, "Denise is blue your favorite color." It is now. It used to be red, but I switched to blue. Oh wow, you traitor! Evan Wright says, "Magically made it appear that cannot be from catering." 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I agree. I agree. Anakin says, uh, Sean, I can't buy a Dong Lord shirt. My parents are the type that would play Bible golf. Too many questions would be asked. It's not my fault. I play Bible golf, and I'm not even religious. What is Bible golf? <gasps> We've never talked to you about Bible golf? No. What is that? Hey, full disclosure. My bachelor party, strip club, Bible golf. We have... You're allowed to go to a strip club? Yeah, of course. I'm an adult. Anyway... Anyway, uh, I actually went to Disco Inferno Strip Club once. <laughs> what? Here, here's a funny story I've never told on the air about Disco Inferno. So, I'm in Vegas last year, Double or Nothing weekend. I'm like, you know what? I'll go to Sapphires. I'll go say hi to Disco. I know that he gets on people's nerves sometimes. Outside of that, I get along with him. I like Glenn. Whatever. So, I go there. I'm like... And I tell him I'm coming. He's like, hell yeah, come on, say hi. So I go there. (laughs) And some of the wonderful ladies at the establishment are chatting me up. You know, the typical, hey, what are you in town for? And I'm like, oh, wrestling. And they're like, oh, well, what led you here? And I'm like, well, there are a few things that led me here. But but I'm like, Glenn. And Glenn does a lot of different stuff there. And they're like, Glenn? Who is Glenn? And I'm like, how do you not know Glenn? He's worked here forever. And I was like, he was, I was like, I know him as Disco. And they're like, oh, Disco. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, so you all know him as Disco Inferno. Because he's a wrestler. And they're like, he wrestles? So they like, no. No, they did. They had no idea that Disco Inferno was a wrestler. But they're running around calling him Disco all the time. That's funny. I'm like, how? why are you calling him Disco if you don't know him as Disco Inferno? Keep in mind, at that point, he was on Impact Wrestling every week, like feuding with Scarlet Bordeaux. That was, Regular uh, people have nicknames, too. So yeah. maybe they just thought, like, oh, he's just one of those guys where you don't even know his real name. You just go by his nickname. So back to Bible golf. In Lexington at a place called the Ice Center, I should really be charging them for this. I'm sure they would love that plug right next to the strip club story. Um, they have Bible themed mini golf and I love mini golf. And I got to tell you, you have no idea how cool the Bible is until you've golfed through it. You're like going through, you're going through arcs. You're going through, you're going through like the Red Sea. (laughs) 
you're going through tombs, all kinds of goofy shit. It's amazing. But do they even have like verses that you can read while you're there? Yeah, like... probably. I mean, let's be honest. They, they set up some pretty big obstacles to overcome in the Bible. <laughs> they did a pretty good job there, like plagues and shit. Oh, I've never heard of that in my entire life. Oh, it's so this amazing. This is like breaking news. Like all we have here is golf and stuff, and that's it. Oh, it's amazing. And actually, Impact Wrestling ran a show at that venue, not the Bible Golf Place. Oh, I mean, it was connected to the Bible Golf Place, but the Ice Center connected to it because I wanted to like go interview Impact wrestlers on the Bible Golf Course while we were playing, but it was February, so we couldn't. <laughs> I guess we should talk about raw <laughs> maniac madness says what do you think the chances are wb drops the retribution angle before any reveals not good because from what i understand that's why they have payback planned so close so um that ain't happening that ain't happening at all but both of these tag divisions need to shake up garza wins this match with a good drop kick to the face over ivar and then Angelo Dawkins pops up, and he's like, ha, 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 got a good video. And I'm sitting there thinking, why is he laughing about having a video of his partner getting poisoned? <laughs> that ain't funny to me. It didn't make sense at all. I, I actually thought the video was going to be something else, but then once I started remembering, like, oh, yeah, there's the whole poison angle and all of that, I was like, all right. I was like, this is where they're going with it. And obviously, once they started showing it, there was no other, you know, no other theory. But, yeah, yeah. it doesn't make sense. I think he should have been, like, upset. Like, I, you're lying to my face, and I have proof that you did this to my partner. So I think maybe that should have been the the take instead of ha ha you got caught. Just got a text from my wife downstairs. Oh said, my god! What said you say? the only thing that should have led you there was your friend Disco. <laughs> well, let me oh, tell you this: you're in trouble. If she thinks if she thinks that he should have let me there or led me there, she has no goddamn clue who Disco Inferno is. <sighs> Are you going to be in trouble after oh, this no, podcast, Sean? No. <laughs> no. So, uh, one thing I did particularly love about this Raw, them making Samoa Joe the guy with the sources. I love that. Like, people tell him stuff because they respect him. That's real cool, and I completely believe it, Denise. If Samoa Joe's walking up to me, He's saying, uh, Sean, who are you talking to? I'm probably like, uh, this is what I heard, Joe. Like, he's, he's going to get that information. I think that's really cool. I love the way they incorporated Samoa Joe into this because, and he didn't just say, oh, I know about it. No, he gave like a full on explanation. Here's the thing, because, you know, they do refer to their announcers as journalists. And obviously, if you're chatting it up with a journalist, he's going to have, you know, he's going to have some additional information, some sources, etc. So he definitely brought that. And the way that he delivered it was just, I mean... Samoa Joe is awesome at the end of the day. We, we already, we've already acknowledged that a million times over and over. But I thought what they did here, it was new and it was believable. Yeah, I liked it. So later, so Montez is back. He attacks and then they have a match later. Uh, as Evan Wright says, Montez's first interest after getting poisoned was him dancing and posing to the ring like nothing happened. Why does WWE do this? I get it if you think he should have been more, more serious. 
But other, if you think he should have been feeling the, the effects, I'm like, I don't want him shitting his pants on his way to the ring or anything. Uh, the match was fine. Tope Conhilo, Moonsault, Hurricane Rana. Bianca caught Zelina midair, but I'm sitting there saying, why do we got to go to a distraction finish? Another distraction finish. Here we are. Yeah, I actually thought this match would be a little bit better. It was kind of like when you see two guys and you're like, oh, okay, they're going to have a pretty good matchup. But I kind of felt that this felt the exact same way that I felt when we saw Andrade and Ford go at it last week. And I was just like, oh, I thought these guys would have an amazing match. And then they did it. So that's how I felt about this match as well. The Dallas fan 1982 says, pretty sure poisoning is a crime and Zelina wasn't arrested. I would like some consistency here. I would like some consistency in that, like, one of them's like, hey, listen, I'm going to press charges on you unless you give us this match type of thing. And then she's like, hey, you got to get me off the hook for this, Andrade. Oh, I have a lot of thoughts about this in particular, but, yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, why is it always, and this is a joke, by the way, and I can say this. Well, I was like, why is it always the Hispanics that are doing the poison, the lying, the cheating, <laughs> the really scummy stuff? Come on. Meanwhile, <laughs> we actively <laughs> filmed a segment where I had to teach you how to be a bad person. That's true. Okay, we're getting a bad rep here. But no, it's, it, it's funny. But that's just one of the things that popped into my head. Jimmy Van says, I'm sorry, who led you there to Sapphires? I think he wanted to go to some other joint. Because somebody told us to go to a different one. Anakin JMT says, Sean, was one of the obstacles in Bible golf the golden calf? I don't think so. Jonathan Hedman says, what never-see-it-coming angle would you both hope to see happen? Uh, what do you think will happen? Hmm... Never see a coming angle already happen. The eye for an eye match. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, but hope to see it happen? No, not hope to see yeah. it happen. But just never seen it happen. I don't know. Hope to see it happen? That could yeah. be anything. Really, right now, I would I kind of miss Roman Reigns. I would like to see just him return is what I would like to see. I miss the guy. And if, if booked right, he could be huge. Him and Drew... Right now, that's a hell of a match. That's a hell of a and match. It would be very much needed. Very much needed. Matthew Garrett says, I dug tonight. Woof. Says, wish Retribution would get more serious. When do you think we'll find out what the point of Underground is? Title, street cred, what is it? Well, we're about to get into it. But I, I don't know that there is a point. I think it's to set up and continue feuds because Shane doesn't seem that upset if matches don't get finished, Denise. Well, here's the thing. If you what what you just said was exactly what I was going to say, but leading to this. So you said that you think it's going to be leading up to feuds. Okay. So why didn't they have this before Dolph Ziggler faced Drew McIntyre? He's been looking good on Raw yeah. Underground. So this could have been a way to actually build him to where people could have actually been excited for their match. So instead of, you know, hurting it, it I think it would have really helped especially because Dolph Ziggler has been, you know, been looking in a good light after this, but they could have definitely used this for Dolph Ziggler. I agree. I completely agree. And we will uh, get into that pretty soon. Uh, we're told that we need to go on Schmodown with Christian Harloff. I will look into that and find out what the hell that is. Cause no offense to them. I just don't know what it is. I legitimately only watch 
my own product and I don't even watch that back. I'm on screen far too much. Uh, Ruby Riot got beat by Peyton Royce again. This is the ninth match in this feud, and I'm so done with it. Billy volunteered volunteered Peyton to replace her. But at what point do they just get tired of facing each other? Peyton wins with the deja vu. Cool. Zero interest in this whatsoever, no. and I hate to say it, but zero interest. Leonza Duncan says, I saw Cornette alluding to HBK faking a back injury. I don't read his tweets, so I don't know if he meant like tonight or like 98. But, I mean, he legitimately had an injury back then. He didn't need to be out four and a half years, but he did have a legitimate injury. Matthew Garrett said, did John Cena get his bald spot fixed? If he was going to do it, right now is the right time to do it when you're locked away and you can't do a ton. Can you get your bald spot fixed? Because I feel there's a lot of guys who would try to get it fixed, and it doesn't look like it's happening. Well, I don't have that problem, but... um... (laughs) Yeah, I think that with that high-level income, there's ways. No, have you seen Prince Charles? Or is this the one that's married to Kate Middleton? He got tons of money, and he doesn't have a whole head of hair. Natalia defeated a returning Mickey James via countout, and under my match ratings, I rated this a how the hell should I know out of 10, because outside of a really cool double clothesline spot, I didn't see anything because the camera was worried about Seth Rollins asking for Joe's sources. This was mad disrespectful to these two women, especially Mickey James, who I know it's been a year since she's been out. It's been 14 months. But it, after February of last year, she only wrestled twice. She wrestled. She didn't wrestle at all in March. She wrestled once in... in like April, once in June, and got hurt. If SmackDown needed somebody, I would point to Mickey freaking James. Mickey James is needed on SmackDown really bad right now. So last week when they made the announcement on social media, like, hey, Mickey James is going to be on the show tonight. I mean, I every single comment that I read on Twitter, everyone was like, balls out excited and ready to see Mickey James and I mean there's not one thing where I've heard fans say oh I don't like Mickey James I don't I rarely ever hear that so there was a lot of excitement uh last week when she came we only got to see a few moments with her so then today we have this match and it was a promoted match and she doesn't get an entrance which was I saw that and I was like, oh, well, okay, I guess I can sort of settle with this. You know, I wasn't completely upset, but it was a little bit disappointing. But then when they had Seth and Buddy come out, I just thought to myself, what is happening here? Like, I get it. I like the incorporation of having them come out and actually care about what's happening. But it just didn't really feel like it was responsible. A respectable thing to do for the women in the match it just kind of felt like they were background and those two things didn't necessarily have to happen at the exact same time I can't tell you anything major or important that happened in this match should that should tell you everything of how that whole thing was handled and then the way the finish the way that ended that was like the cherry on top it was really just background action extras essentially for you know this movie scene that was happening that's exactly how i saw it this should have happened in the montez match and then montez should have slapped the piss out of rollins for distracting his match that's what should have happened because people would see him as a little more of a star that way 
Uh, Rollins says that neither Ray or Dom would make it to SummerSlam if they showed up. Joe is laughing, tells Tom Phillips to sit down. I thought Phillips sold this really, really well. I thought he did great there. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into that. Ray is back. He says that he's felt pain because of his eye and because of what Rollins did to Dominic, and he's worried about Dom on Sunday. But Dom says he'll be ready, and they hug. They lure Rollins and Murphy out and beat them with kendo sticks. So they have the momentum, so to speak, heading into SummerSlam. I'm excited to see what what Dom's going to do. By the way, guys, we're not going to make our predictions on this show. I'm going to release a separate video this week, but I'm excited to see what he does. But this this was fine, and they did weave Rollins in and out of the show, and I'm cool with that, too. I thought they could have done a lot worse. It's just, if if he was going to distract from somebody's match, there should have been ramifications. And I wish it would have been that Montez match. That way, at least Montez could have got some heat off of it. Yeah, so I do, I the beating wasn't as great as the one that we saw Seth give yeah. Dominic. I will say that. I was kind of hoping for one as good as, as, as that one, but it wasn't nearly as good. Um, I was surprised to see Ray. I wasn't expecting him to be in Dominic's corner for SummerSlam, so obviously that makes sense. Uh, but I wasn't expecting it because I didn't know how long they were going to do the whole, you know, he's healing from his eyes sort of deal. Um, the one thing I did think was interesting, though, is that he's talking about, like, how he felt this rage seeing Dominic get beat and says it doesn't compare to the pain that he felt. Uh, that line, I thought, OK, I can see it as a parent. You don't want to you don't want to see your kid get beat up or anything like that. But I was like, man, this is your eye that we're talking about here. So I did kind of laugh at that little mention. But um, I do like how, you know, obviously Dominic isn't necessarily coming across as the toughest SOB out there. He has more of that regular kid, regular guy feel. And at first I wasn't necessarily crazy about that because, you know, I felt, oh, well, there's only so much that they can do with him when he's like that. But with this specific storyline, I really like how it's starting to play out where, you know, he's just a a kid getting revenge for what happened to his father. And I I do think that this was the perfect introduction for him, uh, you know, you know, coming doing this as an actual career. So I do I am liking this a lot more than I was several weeks back. Yeah. And I mean, he is the son of the ultimate underdog and we've seen him grow up kind of. So that's probably why he comes across as a little bit different in that regard. Matthew Garrett sends a super chat. By the way, guys, send it in. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. And he says, what can WWE do to write compelling characters we care about? It's a TV show, right? The reason Breaking Bad is so good is because the bad and good guys are compelling. What can they do, SRS? One, make sense. Make sense. Don't overdo it with production. Build legitimate winners and losers. Make us care, make us know that when they win and they lose, there's a reason they care about it. And stop doing the same things over and over again. Step outside the box. No, 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 like punts. No, no, like, oh, well, we'll make it good after this week. No, because it never is. It never is. How many times have we seen them very clearly be like, oh, well, we'll just get through this and then we'll be all right? They never are. They never are. At least creatively. Uh, Denise, anything? Give the stars that you wouldn't normally give a chance to skyrocket to the top a chance to skyrocket to the top. We don't want the same, same guys that we're seeing over and over. It's time for something new. It's time for 
different people to bring different perspectives and different characters onto the screen. And I think that uh, you'd be surprised who the people would respond to. Matthew Garrett says, should WWE have wrestlers in management positions who help write storylines like AEW? Should Edge and Brian have more control? I don't know about management positions, but I know that Edge and Brian are helping out a lot of people. I know that Edge has been fighting to get one act uh, more, like just on TV in, in general. I, I've heard that, so I think that definitely they're they're putting those positions so they can maximize their contract value, but so they can contribute as well. Uh, Shayna and Asuka contributed with Bailey and Sasha. This match ruled. This was the best thing about that freaking show. Uh, Sasha and Bailey playfully argue over who will face Asuka first. I think they agreed on Bailey. But Shayna says, regardless, she has next. What did you think of these opening promos? I wasn't as amazed with the Sasha Bailey promo. I felt like that this one kind of fell flat only because they've they set the bar so high and they've had some really great one liners, some really great moments. So I think this one just fell a little bit short for me. I thought the one that stole it for in terms of the mic work was Asuka. I mean, I'm I can't tell you exactly what she said, but damn, did she say it? Did she deliver yeah. it? And I was completely sold on it. And I just think that honestly, I it's very very hard to outshine Oscar when it comes to the mic work. So early in this match, Nia attacked Shayna Baszler, and officials and Pat Buck tried to break it up. And in previous weeks, we have seen people who aren't in a match attack other people who are not in a match and cause a DQ. But Nia attacks Shayna, and there's no DQ there. There's zero consistency with this product. Zero. So nobody knows what to expect or whether or not to take it seriously. It's very frustrating. I just, right now, everything with Nia, with her return, has just, it's almost like it's being forced Yes. I feel like it's being forced. It doesn't fit naturally within what we're seeing on the show. I almost feel like they're trying to find a place for Nia, but nothing is clicking. And I'm I'm honestly not a fan of the whole Nia Shayna thing. I didn't like what was done later on in tonight's show, which we'll talk about, but I, I'm just not feeling it whatsoever. I like that they're setting up a program that isn't a title program. I just don't like the program that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so this match is Awesome. When Shayna came back, I half expected them to DQ <laughs> that. Uh, but she kicks out of a backstabber and a Bailey to Belly, which is really cool. And she ends up getting an awesome win on Bailey. Like, really good transition into her submission. I thought this match ruled. Yeah, I liked the fact that this was played out. That first, it was essentially a handicap match, and then obviously we saw Shayna come back. But I did think that that obviously uh, told a really good story because you know it's connected to SummerSlam. So I did like how all of that was treated. The match I thought was it was fine. It wasn't anything that I thought was like oh my god amazing. But I did enjoy it, and I mainly just enjoyed the fact that. Uh, that it was a handicap and then went into then eventually went into a tag but I was thinking too I was like this would have been a a fun uh, a unique spot to maybe like when Shayna was taken out for maybe another woman just a random one to come out and be like hey she doesn't have a partner you need a partner let's do this just to give somebody else a moment to shine I did think that would have been interesting uh, an interesting addition to this but overall it turned out fine uh, Shayna as a fiery baby face with a hot tag was different. That was definitely different. Uh, that bad one, Ryan B. Bad, says, How's it not a DQ when Nia attacks Shayna? 
WWE rules are so stupid. Uh, you're telling me, buddy. You are telling me. And Dizzy C says, Asuka might be the number one babyface in Vince's view in quarantine. Legitimately fighting off both champs two versus one and tapping out one is rare booking from WWE. I was going to say that. I completely forgot to say that. I did not expect to see Bailey tapping whatsoever. So that part did take me by surprise. I was like, oh, she tapped and right away? Oh, dang. Yeah, that was that was to Shayna, though. So good on Shayna for overcoming whatever hurdle that she had in her way that didn't get her booked for months. But yeah, Asuka has been in that MVP territory where she pops up everywhere, sometimes popping up places where she shouldn't be. They make really shitty excuses to get these people on those brands, but Asuka's awesome. Zach Connor says, do you think Seth versus Dom will be cinematic? I don't. I don't. Uh, so after this, we see Shayna backstage with Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir, who have been in NXT and have been doing nothing for eight months. Jessamyn had double elbow surgery and is feeling better now. Uh, somebody says, should they face Bailey and Banks at Payback? No, they shouldn't. I want to see ba- uh, Duke and Shafir get some more reps, specifically on Underground. And we do see that. Rena has a little bit of a sloppy performance, but she's got some great judo throws. She spent a lot of time training with Ronda Rousey. So there's going to be a lot of stuff that she throws out there that you all haven't seen. I adored that leg-in triangle hold that she did. Jesus Christ, that was amazing. Uh, I've not seen that pulled off, and that was really, really great. But Nia comes out and attacks her and then kicks Jessamine Duke. And Shane is about to have a match with her, and then Nia runs away. Um, how'd you I feel? I wasn't a fan of that, yeah, of the I whole Nia thing. I just thought having Nia square off with Shayna, Raw Underground, it's not believable whatsoever. Shayna, as we all know, is in a whole other level, so at least make it more believable. And I, I'm kind of happy that she... She ran off because I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want to see her to pretend dominate Shayna Baszler. It's just, I was just not going to buy it whatsoever. So I'm glad that she ran away. Thought this should have been more about the horsewomen looking like badasses than Nia looking like the heel. I, I just I thought that would have been a lot better. Other stuff on Raw Underground. Uh, Ed Call says Denise. One phrase that comes to mind when Raw Underground's camera work hits is you need to calm down. Oh, you need to calm down with those camera shots. (laughs) We got Eric defeating a jobber, and Ziggler does a hilarious Bret Hart reference, the old 4 out of 10 reference, the rating. And then Eric challenges Ziggler. And I just love getting to see Dolph Ziggler doing some grappling. Because, I mean, he was a high-level amateur wrestler. He goes for a high single leg, and his sit-out is a work of art. He's done it a million times. And Eric got some good offense. A big slam, big punch. Ziggler applies his his rear naked choke that he's done forever, but goes thumb in the eye for the win. I don't know how I feel about like ball sack ripping and thumb to the eye, but I like Ziggler winning, and I hope he beats Ivar next week too, because Ivar's walking around with turkey legs, and I want to see Dolph Ziggler as as one of the stars of this this outfit. He was definitely the highlight. I thought he carried Eric on this one. Uh, I just didn't think he was, uh, I didn't think Eric did as well. But I do think that Dolph Ziggler has, let's just say there's more added interest in him now from my perspective 
than there was before. So I call that a good job. I, I, I'm liking what they're doing with him. He's looking pretty good. Well, this uh, finish particularly didn't make sense up next when we had Riddick Moss against Arturo Ruiz. And I thought Arturo looked bad last week. I think Riddick Moss has looked good. But this is a pretty good one. Uh, they had a big slam, a roundhouse kick. Moss has some nasty elbows. And they, they get put in a knee bar. And how you get out of a knee bar, or a heel hook rather, you roll towards the pressure. And when they roll, they end up outside and Ruiz punches a spectator. And then Shane's just like, oh, that's it, that's it. And I'm like, bro, you just watched a guy get his eyeball gouged. You all wrestled out in and around a bunch of people. Like, what? Why did this people? Somebody got his ball sack ripped off, and we're ending it like this. That's weird. It's week three, and at this point, they need to clarify more of the rules, more of what the point of all of this is. There needs to be more clarification. It just can't be like, oh, 10 o'clock, Shane comes in, goes in through that door, let's get the music, the music starts playing, they start rolling. I mean, there's got to be something more because at the end, if this just keeps going like that, there's going to be people where it's like, oh, it's the same thing I saw last week or whatever. But I really do think that this could be executed well when they have guys that can do this well. And you know how you can tell how just aimless this is? We have not seen the Hurt Business back on there since they took it over week one. Evan Wright says, I miss War Machine. I'm presuming he means Viking Raiders old tag team. Me too. Hashtag FTF. Uh, they were ready-made to come in and be the new, new this era's road warriors, so to speak. But so were AOP, and Viking Raiders were over, and then they started to 50-50 them. Matthew Garrett said, What did you think of the investors suggesting things could be different with Triple H more involved? If he thinks that 50-50 booking is going to be okay, then no, it won't be. And based on the booking that I've seen out of NXT over the last few months, I don't think it would be that much better with Triple H at the helm. It would take a whole new regime. I think it would, actually, because there's a lot of things that he has done that were different. And, I mean, all of the, you know, NXT didn't just, like, like, yeah, I get what you mean. Like, the recent shows haven't been that great. But, like, Mm -hmm. everything before was pretty top-notch. And some of the best stuff that we've been seeing in WWE, period, have been coming from NXT, from the NXT brand. And so I do think that that having him do more with, you know, more with the main Raw and SmackDown, I do think there could be a benefit from that. A lot of those glory days of NXT to me were with one-hour shows. And since they've gone to two hours, like, look at how they handled Damian Priest. He had a star-making performance, and they turned him babyface, and they're like, oh, we're going to have him lose 80% of the match to Cameron Grimes, and Cameron Grimes is going to slice his tires. It's weird. Matthew Garrett says, would you be keen on the underground being about grappling and introducing a pure title like ROH? I don't like the pure title rules, really. I think they're a little too convoluted, but I wouldn't mind them doing some sort of title or repurposing a title they already have. That way, they don't have another freaking title. Yeah, I would prefer the repurposing, for sure. Yeah, Matthew Garrett says, SRS and Solo Monster podcast, please. I would love that. I love Jason Solomon. He is a great dude. Ed Call says, Raw Underground is Shane's fourth midlife crisis. Dude had to jump out of a helicopter at one point. Damn. Man, I would love, I would love to like see Shane's life like in a week, just to see like everything that he does, because he he seems like he's a pretty fun guy. He sure does. 
And Dizzy C says, I'm really scared of the horsewomen being back, the three horsewomen being back. I hated that era of NXT's women's division. They didn't do themselves any favors with the booking of that, though. I think this will be a little bit different. I think that this would be a little more fresh, especially with this Raw Underground. But let's get into the main event segment, which I didn't quite... I mean, I understand kicking Shawn Michaels, but I'm like, why is he, why is he there? Butt out, old man. Like, yeah, and you know why I see Shawn Michaels? I like him just fine. He's got me blocked on Twitter. I don't know why, but... um. Randy Orton is, like, creeping around backstage. Drew McIntyre tries to talk Shawn Michaels out of going to the ring because of what happened to Flair, but Michaels credits Flair and finger finger wags uh, Orton from, like, a distance, like, oh, I can't believe you did that, yada, yada, and threatens to superkick Orton at SummerSlam. Instead, he gets his ass RKO'd and punted, and then Drew tries to run him off, but Drew eats an RKO, too. How'd you feel? So I do want to say that I liked the previous segment with Drew and Sean backstage because I kind of felt like he they had a conversation where it kind of in the beginning doesn't make sense. Like, oh, Drew cares so much about Ric Flair. Uh, Yeah, we get it. He's a legend. He's respected and all of that. But they necessarily didn't have like a relationship relationship like that, you know. So I did think that having that uh, backstage segment with them sort of added a little bit more story, more feeling as to why that was. So I did enjoy that. Um, And then with everything else that happened afterwards, we all knew what was going to happen with Shawn Michaels. So, I mean, it was pretty predictable. I thought that last week's uh, ending with Ric Flair was a lot more impactful to this storyline. However, yeah. I do want to say that I'm loving how they have built this uh, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton uh, storyline. I really, really like it. I think it's doing pretty good. And I'm actually looking forward to their match. And I was already going to look forward to it, you know, just based on the names and all of that. But now I will say that this is probably one of the best uh, builds that they've had recently, especially for Drew and his reign. So I am actually looking forward to it, and I like what they've been doing so far with it. I wish they would have swapped these. They would have had Flair tonight leaving on that emotional ending, and then Michaels last week. Like I think they could have crafted a way to do that. but eh, Yeah, that so, wouldn't have been bad at all. So be it. Um, let the people know where they can find you, Denise. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I just dropped a brand new interview today with TJP, and I have some more coming this week. I have a big surprise one happening tomorrow, so uh, keep an eye out for that. And then uh, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Matthew Garrett with our last Super Chat of the Night says, Speaking of HBK and RKO, remember when Shawn Michaels showed up out of nowhere to confront Orton? Way back when for the WWE title, and Michaels had the beard. Good times. I do not... Because he pops up so often that I don't remember anything. Guys, thank you so much. Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. We are here like every single day. Fightfulselect.com. I got news break in there every day. We got six or seven shows a week over there. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.